Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, where we watch horror movies and review them in 30 minutes or less, so you don't have to. Guess what? Finally, we're not reviewing a Shudder movie. Can you believe that, Corey? I know, it took us a while, but I feel like until they start paying us, we got to move on to something else. Makes sense. So we had to choose something different. We didn't go with Kaka Pee but this time we went with a service called Screambox. And the movie that we're reviewing today is the epic slasher Terrifier 2, arguably the longest slasher in film history. It's two hours and 15 minutes long. It actually is. I believe it holds the record for the longest slasher ever made. Getting that Guinness World Record stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking that thing. B-movies. Yeah, fucking love it. Love myself some B-movies. How are we going to review a two-hour and 15-minute long movie in 30 minutes or less is beyond me. We're going to do it. Let's make it happen. We're going to do it. We'll make it happen. We'll bang right through this fucking thing like we usually do. A little bit of background of the movie. So, movie again, Terrifier 2. The film is written, directed, edited, and produced by Damien Leone. It stars Lauren Levera as Sienna Shaw, Elliot Fullman playing her brother, Jonathan Shaw, and, of course, Art the Clown, played by David Howard Thornton. Art the Clown's first appearance was in the Ninth Circle, but has since transcended to the Terrifier series, and Terrifier 2 is the recent installment in that whole series. So, with that in mind, 30 Screams or Less starts now. So, Corey, obviously, I gotta say, when this movie came out in October, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. I reviewed it on TikTok, did a little kind of quick thing. That's kind of where this podcast came to mind, and I gave it a 4 out of 5. What did you think? I was a huge fan of the first movie. So once I found out that Terrifier 2 was actually going to become a thing or potentially become a thing, because of course the director, Damien Leon, had to crowdfund Terrifier 2 and blew his goal out of the water in what, less than three hours? Exactly. Yeah. So he had a budget of uh, 50000 and then it ended up getting up to 250000 in less than three hours. Yeah. And like, I love slasher films. It's probably one of my favorite styles of horror movie. Jason Voorhees is my favorite of all time. And now that Art the Clown has been a thing for two films now and a couple of short films, he's probably my number two at this point. He's just so menacing. Oh, damn. That's a hot take. Yeah. Jason, probably my favorite of all time. But then you have your Michael Myers and your Leatherface. Like, these are the classics. But Art the Clown, I think, could go down as a classic slasher villain. And I thought it was great. Obviously, the audience thought it was great, too, because the movie ended up grossing $12 million at the box office from a mere $250,000 budget. It's insane. Yeah, he's definitely got a cult following at this point. I don't know if I told you, but I'm actually getting an Art the Clown tattoo on my leg in February. Oh, no fucking way. Who's doing that? Oh, Steve. Steve's going to do it. Uh, he's he's pumped about it. He wants to do a scene from the movie. I'm not sure what yet, though. Oh, we got to do the scene that we're going to talk about soon. Now we're really going to dive into the nitty gritty of this fucking movie because this movie is so 
unbelievably violent that there were parts where I was cringing. It's so violent. Corey, what is the most violent part of that movie you think? Because I think you and I might be on the same page about this. It's no question about it. It's when Sienna gets fucking tortured for like 25 minutes. Or uh, what's her face? Allie. It's when Allie gets tortured for fucking, yeah, forever. The scene went on so excessively long. No one should be alive after being scalped, back ripped open, arm ripped off, hand split in half, sliced all over, covered with both bleach and salt, followed up with half of their face getting ripped off. How the fuck did she survive that all the way through? I have no idea. Not a single human being should survive that. I feel like... After getting scalped, you'd be dead. Yeah, I would think like the pure shock of your body would just be like, nope, we're good. Did you notice that he did it with a pair of what looked like construction paper scissors? Not again with the construction paper scissors. Oh my God. So all of our episodes, and now I think at this point, just connected connected. We're creating like our own fucking trilogy just by connecting all these like parts and naturally kids dying again oh how does this God. keep happening i don't know how this keeps happening but we're gonna get into that part too yeah we are so that was one of the most violent scenes of that whole movie it must have gone on for 15 minutes or maybe it felt that long how do you feel this rivals to the hacksaw scene from terrifier one? Oh god i want to throw up thinking about it so uh, i listened to a podcast with damien leone on it and he was talking about how he wanted to make a kill that was worse than the first one i still don't think he succeeded i don't think this whole bleach and salt scene was worse than what happened in the first movie that kill in terrifier one we'll say where the girl's hanging upside down and sawed down the middle ed Gaines style is like a nightmare my girlfriend she's like should i check this out i'm like yes but (laughs) yeah there's a big button there but yeah that part is so damn violent but i still feel like this scene with Allie getting basically butchered is not on the same level it might be a little bit of a step down surprisingly even though it's way gorier way bloodier it's way more vivid it's just it's essentially over the top but i think it's the matter that if he's sawing down the middle of a woman hanging upside down you kind of just feel that where this you're like this is absurd violent i mean he kind of does the male version of this kill in this movie and i'm sure we'll talk about that oh god yeah there's a few things in movies that make me really cringe. It's INT stuff and anything genital related. So naturally, the scene from Terrifier 1 where the girl's hanging upside down and he's sawing down the middle of her, I cringed. And I'm not even a girl, not a woman, but to see a guy getting stabbed in the dick and his dick essentially ripped off, that made me cringe a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of terrible. And like you said, it the fact that it dragged on so long made it so much worse. Oh, God. Yeah, that whole scene. And then her mother comes home and runs upstairs to see her just hacked up, laying on the bed and Art sitting next to her. What was he doing? He was like peeling her skin off or something. Yeah, he was just making little small incisions in the girl and taking pieces off. This girl is sitting there the whole time, surprisingly still alive. And he's just cutting off little chunks and just putting them all over the place. And in her final breath, as the mother enters the room, she's like, Mom, help. That type deal. I think definitely would have helped her even more than her mom could yeah i don't even remember how she officially died or how that scene ended at this point there was no end that's all we saw it was the mother screaming and then it cut to the scene where oh, the trick-or-treaters 
Yeah, it cut to the scene with the trick-or-treaters where the mom's head was cut off and it was the skull was cut and stuff like that. And he put the candy inside the mother's head. And the poor kids, they're grabbing the candy like, ew, it's wet. Why is it sticky? Why, why is it sticky? Oh, God. It's like when you get a ketchup package and you're holding it and you're like, oh, it's sticky. Gross. I think yeah. it's kind of like that. Like, I would be like, this sucks. I don't want this candy. I don't even use that ketchup packet if it's that sticky. No, nah, you got to wash your hands right away, dude. Yeah, it's gross. So I got to ask you your thoughts on this little asshole, Jonathan, with his fucking giraffe neck. (laughs) Jonathan. He had such a long neck in this. It was almost cartoony. If you looked at it, it's the first thing I noticed when I saw the movie for the first time, too. I'm like, Jesus, this kid's neck is so long. It's so damn long. But he just, he was a pain in the ass. He did seem like that little pain in the ass brother. So he played the part well. But part of us, I'm sure, were like, Eh, this kid needs to get got. Like I told you, I've never probably rooted against a character so bad in any movie before. I hated him. Him and his stoopy fucking squeaky voice and his cartoon Ninja Turtle looking neck. (laughs) Neck is so weird. Enough about his neck. But he does get freaking annihilated a little bit later in the film. Not too bad. Not maimed or anything like that. But we'll talk about that a little bit more in regards to like how it progresses. But he did have good taste in music, though. He damn did. Like he had what do you have? A King Diamond, Arsis, Overkill, Carnifex, like those kind of metal posters. Yeah, those were all over his bedroom wall. Yeah. All by the way, I've played with Overkill and Carnifex before. So seeing that, I was like, no nah, shit. I've played with them. Did you ever? get to meet bobby blitz no i haven't i bet that would have been awesome he seems like a cool guy for being like his 80s at this point <laughs> yeah oh geez yeah they're getting up there they really are but solid band um, i saw them at a uh, mark show place a long time ago if you remember that place mark show place no wait it's called the gold club now. So, yeah uh, but back in the day they used to have battle shows next door oh yeah i used to play there as well we were called of the betrayed and mm. it was a fucking weird thing we played with cattle decapitation and it was crazy it wasn't a great turnout cattle decapitation ruled of course but i remember some of the members of my band having to hang outside because they were under the age of 18 that place sucks yeah it's not that great it's um, mainly because it's new hampshire yeah so any of you who are in new hampshire and are entertaining the idea of going to a strip club don't worry about it they're not all that cracked up to be anyways yeah it's keep your ones yeah keep your ones put them towards quarters that you can freaking use for an arcade machine or to wash your car whatever or a four dollar and 75 cent coffee at starbucks yeah we are getting off topic because now we have 15 minutes left isn't there a topic that's right there is a topic it's called terrifier 2 we're getting back into it after we had our whole nostalgia rant there funny thing last episode we were talking about sex scenes and episode before that we were talking about fogs and i'm like okay clearly steve has some sort of weird sexual issues or things with sex there was barely any sex in this actually i don't even think there was any sex in this movie um, no. other than like the girl making out with the dude who then proceeded to get his dick ripped off no nah, no sex scenes it was kind of dumb lame what gets an f gets an f for fucking fuckless no fucking <laughs> no fucking whatsoever so why did art just randomly go after that dude's dick he just had to piss i think maybe because it was just out in the open like easy target and then he wrote just a tip on the window yep just a tip yeah mocking the dude's shirt 
Hey, sidetrack. Did you notice that in the very first scene of the movie when Art's wiping the blood off the back of his head, writing his name in the mirror? Did you notice that? I did notice that. Yep. The continuity from the first film when he shot himself in the head. Oh, I do remember that. Fucking crazy. It's a perfect seamless transition from Terrifier 1 to Terrifier 2. You could watch them both back to back and it seems like one continuous movie. I really did. I love that whole opening scene of him walking through the alleyway and it kept cutting over to I'm assuming he was in a morgue. Yeah, he was in the morgue. He entered the morgue after getting shot in the head and then they pull the covers off of him. He's doing his art smile. The lights goes out or whatever and that's how the movie ends for Terrifier 1 and then naturally you see the brutality of it in Terrifier 2 where the mortician is just getting annihilated and Art rips out his eye and puts it in his own head for fun and he writes Art on the mirror or whatever in blood and then he proceeds to bash this mortician's head in like you wouldn't believe and then he starts playing with his brain yeah that was pretty epic i loved it it's so gnarly it's a cool opening it is a very cool opening i'm surprised if any service is gonna freaking allow this podcast to be released because we're talking so fucking violent right now like this should be nc-17 type deal you know another thing i loved about this movie and the first one was the score i love the music I have the vinyl of the first movie. I have the second one pre-ordered. I don't have it yet in hand. Whoever the composer is does a great job making the sounds for this films. I would love to have that on vinyl. You kidding me? But I also need a vinyl setup. I have the player, but I just don't have the speakers. You get some cheap shit on Amazon. I just use PC speakers. Oh, do you? Yeah. I have those. So maybe I can make that happen then. It's worth it because vinyl sounds way different. And especially your horror soundtracks. Oh, forget it. I bet that sounds fantastic. That's all I buy is Is horror soundtracks. Horror and Disney. I love Disney movies. Those are two opposite ends of the spectrum, my friend. Yeah, I recently got the Encanto soundtrack. I've been trying to find that for a little while. Oh, wow. Nice. Damn. Yeah, you'd be surprised what's out there for vinyl. Obviously, there's thousands upon thousands of horror movies. There's a vinyl somewhere. Who do you go through for your vinyl? There's like a special company that you use to get these things, right? I've used a few. I use Waxworks Records mainly. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, I thought the music for the soundtrack was really cool as well. It was very atmospheric, just menacing, and gave a lot of suspense to the movie. Yeah, and so this other company I use is called Sensory Recordings, and that's who releases the Terrifier scores. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And they only made, I think, a thousand copies of the score itself on Wax. No shit. Wow. That's limited edition then. Yeah, fuck it. Just listen to it on Spotify. You know what? That's where I listen to a lot of my horror soundtracks. Most of the time I listen to them on there and I just go on my work day. I do when I'm not in my home office because my record player's in there. If I'm not there, I'm definitely on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. All right. So, yeah, we got to get back into it. We're running low on time again. We so leave we off getting... or getting stabbed in the dick. Oh, no, we talked about that. <laughs> I know, but that was the last thing we talked about. Oh, so we're just bringing it back to stabbing in the dick. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Back to so... genitals. All right, back to genitals. So this is the scene where Sienna is going to save her brother and try to find him. Because what I don't get, though, is why Art kidnapped the brother to lure in Sienna. It doesn't make sense to me because Art was going to kill the kid anyways. Being Art the Clown, you kill the kid, you just go find the girl. Maybe he just like was trying to do a two birds, one stone deal. I don't know. But it's almost like he took it a little easy on the kid at first for whatever reason. It's almost one of those typical families fighting for family kind of things. 
thing where for whatever reason he wanted the girl so he just kidnapped the kid because then she's gonna come to him of course they tend to do a lot of stuff like that in movies like the whole hostage thing if you want to see your brother again come to this place blah 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 but the way they did it was a little different because the whole time this whole movie art has this accomplice if you will it's like this entity that's with him this girl little girl she appears at the beginning where in the laundromat she shits all over the place and playing patty cake with art the clown while there's another person in the laundromat who's just watching art the clown sitting there naked playing patty cake with an invisible being so i was reading too regarding that girl the actress that played her her name's amelie mclean that was actually her first acting gig no shit good for her yeah, and obviously she's young. Obviously, yeah, so I'm sure she has quite the career ahead of her. Imagine your first acting gig being that. Yeah, basically being one of the, like, the lead characters in a movie. Not bad, I say. About a clown murdering people. Exactly. But Fantastic. hey, it made $12 million at the box office, so, you know, a hell of a way to start, I say. So, like, the other thing I don't get about this, this little girl that's with art, and only certain people can see her. So the Shaw family, Sienna and a brother, they can see her. But no one else can. So the person in the laundromat who Art killed towards the beginning couldn't see her or anything like that. It was very odd. It just seems like there was some sort of link between Art and the Shaw family. But then there was the father who had this whole book of drawings and Art was portrayed in it. And Deanna was also made in it to be like the hero of this whole thing. Like she was supposed to come in and save the day and take out Art the clown. But the only thing I can think of is it's some sort of spiritual connection between the girl that location and the whole family in art the clown i agree because there's got to be some connection with art being who art is to what their father was drawing especially where there was that sword thing they kept pointing towards that sword a lot plus mm -hmm. the armor that sienna was building the whole movie to go to that halloween party all from yeah. that book her father was drawing yeah exactly he portrayed her in the book as like the heroine but the, yeah this little girl she's all over the place and there was even a part where the little girl puts images of Sienna's mother being killed by Art the Clown into her head similar to the end of 1994's The Crow where Eric Draven put his hands on the main villain's head on top of the roof and killed him. They did that same deal. So that's where I'm getting at whether she's, is she real? Is she solely in the minds of Art the Clown and the Shaw family? Is Art the Clown part of the Shaw family? I think we're going to find out in the third one. Part of me thinks that Art the Clown might be a relative. And the reason why the father was able to draw him is because of some sort of lineage where maybe Art the Clown was always around, almost like Pennywise style. But maybe it was this family secret that he was not supposed to be brought to everyone's attention. Like you said, I think in the third film, I'm sure there's going to be one that we're going to find out that they're all related somehow. Oh, yeah. Well, they already even set it up for the third film because at the end, when Sienna cuts off Art the Clown's head, the little girl that we can't determine whether she's real or fake, she picks up Art the Clown's head and walks into the amusement park, the Terrifier ride. But you know what's funny about that too is like that part happens, but then there's that secret scene at the end of the movie as well, like at the post credit scene where they build Chris Jericho being in this movie as one of the lead characters. He was only in this scene at the very end, the post credits for maybe 
maybe two minutes. And I don't know if they were doing that just to build up promotion for the movie or whatever, but he was only in there for like two minutes. They definitely put his name in the very beginning of the movie just to put a big name in there because he's definitely their most well-known actor in the film. Oh yeah, I feel like a lot of the actors in that film, other than Chris Jericho, were relatively unknown actors. I'm sure they have some stuff to their credits, but probably more independent stuff. So Chris Jericho obviously had way more credits. Not like big credits or anything. I mean, maybe he's got MacGruber under his belt, but that's about it. I don't know. He's got some other things. They're mostly just small little roles. You'll see Jericho on screen and go, oh shit, that's Chris Jericho. So that whole ending scene was Chris Jericho. We'll talk about that a little bit. When they show the inside of the insane asylum where Vicky, or if those of you don't know, Vicky survived Art in the first movie. She's apparently in love with Art and is pregnant with Art's head. Yeah, I saw that. I couldn't make much sense of it. That's where I'm going into the whole idea that Art is maybe a supernatural entity who literally can't die. And I don't know, maybe she just keeps giving birth to parts of his body. That's, or that's he has. Good. That's good. You like that? That's a good theory. I like that. I think that's all right. Or what happens is maybe his body grows off the head fucking Deadpool style. That could happen too. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he's got a little... He gets some Wolverine shit going on where he can just like regenerate body parts and heal himself and stuff. Oh, exactly. Yeah. He just can regenerate. No problem. Uh, Oh, my head's cut off. No big deal. Can you imagine that? I'd be like, fuck this. My head. I'm done with my head today. Oh, geez. Google timer. Yeah. We just ran out of time. Google timer is freaking going off on me. But I think we can do like another minute because after I edit this shit, might be under 30 minutes, but it does go quick. So another thing I wanted to talk about was this whole scene with Tiana falling into a giant hole and ending in the water tank and being stabbed only to rise up like a phoenix from the ashes. Couldn't make much sense of that scene. What did you think about that, Dimit? I honestly don't know. It's almost like the director got like high on mushrooms or some shit and he had some like filler he needed to make up or something because it didn't make any sense. I mean, it pulled her down into that tank and that clown cafe shit where she's like watching everyone burn that we saw from towards the beginning of the movie. She was reliving that whole thing that she saw in her dream. Oh yeah, that clown cafe part towards the beginning was bonkers. Yeah, and that song is going to be stuck in my head now for the rest of the week. Yeah, fucking tell me about it. But that whole scene was fucked up. Yeah, it was almost very cartoony, like superhero type style. And it didn't really flow with the whole feel of the movie. It was like some Pee Wee's Playhouse shit. Don't knock on Pee Wee's Playhouse. You're not going to. Okay, good. No, no, no. No, we talked about how Pee Wee's Playhouse is incredible, but it was very much like that. It was some sort of fever dream. Pee Wee's Playhouse is a fever dream. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, But that whole scene, it was very weird. It's almost like she was able to regenerate. Now I'm thinking, okay, hear me out. Art the Clown basically can't die. We've established that he can be born as a head. Sienna can apparently heal herself through this friggin' sword. So now, is there some sort of bloodline between Art and the Shaw family where they're able to just regenerate and save themselves like from mortal wounds i don't know man i'm lost on the whole connection like what he's going with and what the relation is going to end up being because like why did she need to basically be wonder woman to make this movie end that's essentially what happened she became wonder woman dc is going to go after damien leon now damien leon's like life is good but it could be better. Yeah. And then DC he needs- comes in and is like, oh, okay, life's not that good at the moment. Yeah. DC and Jason Momoa are coming for that ass. Mm-hmm. Don't want to mess with them. No way. I don't really understand that whole tank scene. Yeah, me neither. So essentially, Sienna cuts off Art's head. Girl picks it up. End scene. 
in that type deal post credits chris that jericho we- that we- weapon that art built in the beginning of the movie that she ends up essentially using against him that table leg with the knives and spikes hanging out of it oh that thing was so gnarly yeah. oh my god or the whip or the whip he made with the scissors and what are those knives called they use at the hospital scalpels scalpels yeah he's just yeah. whipping sienna and jonathan with it so gnarly but then sienna obviously she got that whip and started going to town on art the clown which it was awesome it's like those two were awesome villain and hero and just going back and forth like that i just wish he whipped jonathan more (laughs) fucking fuck jonathan but at least he got his achilles heels eaten basically what the fuck was that too is like literally eating his ankles yeah like he just wakes up from being knocked out and art the clown is going off on his achilles tendons and just like mowing down on it it would have been better if art went for his fucking meaty neck well it would take him fucking weeks to go through it we could bleed into the third movie with just art snacking on jonathan's neck that would last for six films i'll take it as long as jonathan isn't alive anymore Oh, more of that again. More of the kids getting killed. Oh, it seems like we can't have. I know you can't help. It seems like we can't have a single episode without talking about that. Let's see what the fourth one's going to be about. Oh, God. See if we can break the trend. We're going to try. We'll try, guys. We're going to try and avoid talking about killing kids, but can't promise anything. Maybe we'll review some horror Disney movie like fucking Hocus Pocus or some shit. Like, oh, no. Kids like are dying that too, technically. Right. And that movie is about like kids being sacrificed. Oh. Okay, so we have to find a movie where some sort of kid is not being sacrificed, not being killed, not being this, not being that. Matilda? Oh, I guess. No one's going to listen to that shit. We'll have to no. change the name of the show. Yeah, 30 screams are fuck off. Yeah, 30 screams are get the fuck out. Yeah, so we're not reviewing Matilda. Sorry, everyone. This is a horror podcast. Maybe every once in a while, we'll kind of venture off and do something fun. We were talking about doing Violent Night. That's a little different. Maybe we'll do that. Why not? So with that in mind, we're basically at time. We honestly might be over time. We'll see once I'm done editing. With Who that gives in mind, a fuck? This is our podcast. That's true, but it's 30 screams or less. Whatever. It's 33 or 34 screams or less this time. I don't give a shit. Let's catch 33 screams or less. All right. So 33 screams or get the fuck out. Yep. 36 crazy screams. All right. 36 screams of night. Perfect. <laughs> we just start using band names and movies and just. Start throwing our name in there. 36 crazy screams. Yeah, exactly. We did that all the way back from Canada one time. Uh, Everyone was just putting my name in every single movie title, like Jurassic Steve, Night at the Steve Berry. I like it. It's so stupid. It went on for four hours. I was like, all right, guys, I'm done. Enough. Did you see any dead bodies on the highway? It was about to be me being the dead body on the highway, jumping out of the van to my death. Nothing like us coming back from New Jersey. No, nothing like our New Jersey ride where there was an actual fatality. That was a bit much. It wasn't a kid, though. It was not a kid, which is reassuring, I guess, but not at the same time. No. No. All right, everyone. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30 screams or less. Also, we're on Twitter now at 30 screams or less. So be sure to join in on the conversation there. Subscribe to us on YouTube at 30 Screams or Less as well. We'll be throwing video content up there at some point. And if you have any film you want us to review in particular, be sure to comment to us on Facebook, mention us on Twitter, or send us an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com and let us know where we can find it 
and the movie, obviously, that you want us to review. And if you don't do that, we're just going to keep talking about shit you guys don't want to hear about. Yeah, goddamn right. But no, as far as I've gathered, a lot of like people Matilda. like Matilda. Yeah, like Matilda. Okay, next episode, we're doing Matilda. Sorry, everyone. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we got to get people to come into the social medias and, you know, give us their opinion. Guys, if you want this train back on the rails, you got to make suggestions. Yep, we need suggestions. We've got plenty in mind, but if you have some, let us know. So, everyone, with that in mind, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thank you for listening to 30 Screams or Less. See you later. Have a good one, everyone. Mm-hmm.